and recording. we are recording. Oh, this is my recording song. That that is a song that we sing quite often when we, we start really recording. We really do. That's, yeah, that's a, an astute observation. I'm <laughs> astute observation, Claude. Pip yeah. pip. <laughs> pip pip and cheerio. Hello, governor. So. <laughs> Hi, we're Pop DNA. Hello. Hello. That was my. That was my impression of Catherine O'Hara doing a Meryl Streep impression. <laughs> I love it. Hello. <laughs> yeah, she gets louder. I love. Oh, I love her. Oh my gosh. Um. This okay, is all. So this hi. is also our impression of two people who have been podcasting all afternoon. Hello. <laughs> yes. Hello. Yeah, it's been a good like four hours now. Because we, so well, we took a lot. Point, we took a lot of breaks. We took a lot of yeah. breaks. So the older we don't usually I get, though, take... I don't know. My brain's just looped at this point. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh. Hi, hi guys. Hi, <laughs> hello. So hello. we're talking about the good place. This is our last, the good place. Yeah. Episode. Our last, the good place. Um bit part of this discussion i don't we're about to walk through the final door yeah oh that episode destroyed me the finale makes me sob every time i think i've mentioned this like i like i don't really cry very easily when i'm watching like movies or or tv but i sobbed i've seen the finale three times every single time i wept (laughs) Like, yeah. Uh it's so good. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm tearing up right now just thinking about it. Okay. We need to talk about things before I start weeping and things curl and into stuff. a ball. Um uh-huh. curl into a ball in the fetal position and just cry. Um, which I do. That's all how the time. I record. Is that weird <laughs> that I just I'm rolled up in a ball and no, I'm crying? It's totally right normal. Now. It's totally normal. <laughs> Um, just weeping, like bitterly. Um, (laughs) I'm surprised you can't hear it. Yeah, I I cry the whole time. You're keeping your composure very well. Yeah. No. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that's you know, like going through the final door in the good place. Like, I think, like, for for the entire show to be leading to that yeah the idea that your your soul or your existence just kind of becomes a part of the ether when you walk yeah. through the door like yeah that's a tough idea i yeah. think for a lot of people a lot of people when they saw that episode like that was Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers right. for the good place. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's we're going there, friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> the part when when Eleanor has finally gone through and then the speck goes over into Earth and then Michael feels it. Ugh. Oh, Perfection. Yeah. yeah. And then he like calls someone like a, a jerk face or something and 
um, <laughs> and kind of like brings back a piece of Eleanor. Oh my gosh, it was just yeah. so good. Yeah. So, Aaron, what do you think happens to us after we die? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, the jury is really out for me. I don't really, I don't really sit in one thought process. I've actually, that's actually the reason I took comparative religions in Mm, in college was I was like, I don't have a religion. Can I shop for one? (laughs) Can I Uh buy one? (laughs) Um... You I'm try. Still you, just... Is there like a religion fitting room? Can I just like try, <laughs> try on some different ones, see how they fit? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm a big old question mark there, um, but then I do like experience spirituality in different yeah. ways. Um, but yeah, I don't really know. What about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I. That's what I wanted to talk about in this episode. Yay! So, okay, so, like, the afterlife, or, like, you know, what happens to us, like, our souls or our consciousness or whatever after we die. Um, So that's, you know, obviously that's a concept in many religious traditions. Yeah. Um, Though I would would note that The Good Place isn't really about religion. Um, Right. It's interesting. It's, you know, it's more about ethics. But, you know, there is a huge overlap between religion and ethics, obviously. Yeah. But Michael says in the pilot episode that every religion and, like, spiritual belief system, um, like, every single one of them was, like, just a little bit right <laughs> in their, right. like, in their ideas about the afterlife, which I think is really I- interesting. Um, I love they that kind of part. like, yeah, so they kind of like get it out of the way at the beginning that like, this isn't about a certain religion, like this is, you know, which I think is a really smart move on their part. Cause like, totally. you know, if you're viewing it as like, you know, this is the Christian concept of heaven or, you know, it's you know, the Buddhist concept where they have, well, interestingly, like the characters do sort of like in a way they sort of reincarnate like with all the reboots like right so this gets a little personal for me though because I grew up in a Christian tradition that had very like firm teachings and beliefs about the afterlife and you know the core religious and spiritual beliefs that I hold now are definitely rooted in Christianity though yeah. I I I would say that I'm like not quite as certain now as the tradition that I grew up in is about like what specifically happens to us after we die like I don't think it's as concrete as I was taught <laughs> um but sure. and you know like I'm totally like at peace about that too like yeah uh, not to get too personal here, but no, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think that's that's growing up too, you know, right, like yeah. experimenting with um, 
different ideologies within a larger framework of ideology you know yeah and there is such a diversity of thought within christianity absolutely you know all different things that are you know that are core to the belief system but that can be interpreted in so many different ways and that can be put into practice in so many different ways so yeah there's yeah not to get too personal, but <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but something that I just found so personally very compelling about the afterlife system in the good place is that it never explicitly says this, but it introduces a concept that within Christian theological terms, we would call grace, like grace with a capital G. Yeah. Um, like the show never comes out and says it, but that is what is at play at many times within this journey. Um, sure. So, like in in the universe of the sh- of the show, we learn that from the beginning of time, the afterlife has worked on a very rigid point system. So, yeah, you have to get a certain amount of points, and the way you get points is by doing good deeds on earth while you're still alive and you have to do a certain amount of good things to be able to get into the good place. And if you don't get enough points, well, too bad. No second chances. (sighs) Uh Uh-huh. You go to the bad place. Like that's how it works. Um, So it is like a very rigid system. Um, But then we learn in season three that no human has gotten enough points to get into the good place in like hundreds of years yeah, or however long it is because of like, because of like how morally complex life on earth has become with like every single choice that you make, even the smallest choice can affect so many other things that there's just no possible way of knowing like the full moral implications of the choices you're making um yeah and so because of that yeah like no human has had enough good has done enough good to get into the good place for like 500 years or however long it is and so when we see that we start to see the need for a different system that you know takes that into account and that um allows for growth and for leniency and which is basically kind of what what grace is in a in a christian um in a christian conception of grace like it's that you know like our moral failings are kind of stricken off the record and so we're then able to experience um you know whether it's like the christian concept of the afterlife or, you know, whatever um, kind of spiritual or, um, yeah, I guess like more spiritual, emotional kind of benefits of the Christian life. Um, yeah. I don't know if I explained that very, very well. No, that's, yeah. That's the yeah. idea. Um, Absolutely. So, so I looked into um, kind of what some other Christian perspectives on the internet (laughs) had had to say about the good place. Um, And I will admit at the beginning that 
you know, because I didn't want to make this podcast episode, um, three hours long, I did limit, (laughs) I did limit my scope to, um, just two different, um, Christian perspectives. So just because that's what I'm most familiar with. Um, but I would love to hear like other religious tradition perspectives on this as well. But, um, looking at it from like, um, uh, kind of more Protestant, um, uh, yeah, a more Protestant, a more mainline tradition closer to like what I grew up in. Um, this is an article called Does the Good Place Have Room for Grace? <laughs> Which is what I was just talking about. Um, awesome. but this article, this article came out, um, I think during season one. So okay. they don't have the full um, perspective yet in this. Sure. But I still thought this was a really great um, look at that concept. Um, so this says the underlying tension has to do with fairness. Eleanor is enough of a bad person to worry most about being found out, not about the injustice of getting what she did not deserve. But as her soulmate Chidi <laughs> tries to teach what being good actually entails, she becomes more and more aware of the conflict between the way this afterlife placement service is set up and the actual relationship of moral goodness and consequences. Um, so like she learns and she um, yeah. is able to become a, a more worthy person. Uh, and then this is where... Um, the article gets into the idea of grace as expressed in the good place. Um, it says, what doesn't appear explicitly in the good place is the notion of grace. Eleanor discovers what she assumes is a mistake in the accounts. In dealing with that discovery, she never questions whether it is in fact the accounts or perhaps some more personal force that rule all that is in heaven on earth and under the earth. Either way, she finds herself on the receiving end of unmerited favor, which that's kind of a term that's used in Christian th- theology as well. The idea of like being favored by God, even though it's unmerited. Um, sure. Yeah. So even though nobody has acknowledged the concept, Eleanor is a picture of provenient grace. For the first time in her life or afterlife, she wants to change because of where this grace has placed her. And maybe that makes her more than medium good after all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of like where that's similar to like the way that I had been viewing it as well. Um, But like this, like I think on one level I can kind of just view it as like, it's just a fantasy completely, you know, completely detached from like the real world and my you know my conception of of the spiritual world like it's you know completely separate from that but I think it is interesting to think about it in terms of like the spiritual world that I kind of believe in and how it deals with those concepts um but then I also looked at um, I wanted to look at a Catholic perspective um, yeah. because 
I so I don't have a Catholic background, but I I know a little bit about their basic teachings. But um, I think I I was initially thinking that like the medium place to me seems kind of like the Catholic idea of purgatory. Um, sure. Yeah. And then even more so, like the solution that they come up with in season four of The Good Place. So their idea is that um, when people die, rather than going straight to the good place or straight to the bad place, they'll go to a medium place where they can yeah. learn and try to improve and then take a test to get into the good place which right like from my understanding of purgatory like that's what purgatory is yeah um, uh so that's kind of like what I was angling to sort of um reinforce when I started searching for a catholic perspective um but what I found sees it a little bit differently um okay so in this article is from um, Catholic World Report. So, but we'll link to it so you can see. Um, yeah. So um, the way that this kind of interprets like a purgatorial reading of The Good Place is that um, so in the last few episodes, um, they show how the souls that are in The Good Place, like they've become sort of like detached from any kind of emotional fulfillment because like they're just there like yeah forever like they get sick of just being in this perfect place all the time um, yeah they get bored of it so this article kind of like ruminates a little bit on the nature of like the title the good place um because it, you know, it's a good place. Like, it's not necessarily the best place, like Brent <laughs> talks about. Right, right, right. Um, but this, but um, when thinking about purgatory, um, so this article says, purgatory is a good place, one where we are cleansed of all remaining evils before coming face to face with God. So then it talks about that those last episodes so it says the last episodes present a brilliant take on an aspect of this cleansing, even after their selfishness and vicious habits are turned into good habits. Souls need to shed any remaining attachment to any worldly good. The last few episodes show how souls are detached from worldly goods by being given them to the full extent of their desires. They let go of everything they cling to because they become sick of it. There remains the ominous backdrop of the doorway to annihilation, but even within the narrative of the show, this need not be the only interpretation. At one point, Janet, the most all-knowing of the characters, is asked what's on the other side of the doorway? What is it that happens after this phase of existence? She does not give the answer of non-existence. She answers that she does not know. Yeah... The last phase of existence is to enter into the unknown with complete detachment and complete willingness. When the camera passes through the doorway in the last shot, it turns toward the sun and the viewer is blinded not by the darkness of non-existence, but by white light. 
Yeah. So this is kind of, I think, essentially it's positing like the good place, like the real good place is kind of more of a purgatory than a heaven. If we're you know, right. thinking of it in Christian um, and specifically in Catholic theological terms right. um, that, you know, the real the real heaven, the real best place is giving yourself back to the universe and yeah. letting your soul then become what helps create new life and helps um you know, helps nurture other souls. Um, right. Yeah. Which is really beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where, that's where I am right now. <laughs> I really, yeah, I just really appreciated that whole discussion in the last few episodes of the show. Mm. It was, it was beautifully done. It was, you know, yeah, if you have, listener, if you haven't, go and watch that last season because it's just yeah. really, yeah, it's just it, really yeah. complete. It also, yeah, and it ties back to like, I mean, of course, this was completely intentional. It, <laughs> it ties back to, you know, when Chidi is explaining um, the idea of the wave to Eleanor yeah um we're like you know the wave only exists for a little while and then it goes back to just being part of the ocean that's and that's kind of what yeah that's like oh yeah and that's also of note I wanted to note this at some point um so Chidi discusses a lot of different philosophers but it's you know most of them are like white and male and from the uh-huh. Western tradition. So yeah. that's worth noting. Just wanted yeah. to point that out. Anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, um, I. but that's one of the few um, times that he cites um, an Eastern philosopher. So yeah. Want to give us a second to sit with that. And then... Sure. We're pivoting into a discussion about Wrinkle in Time. So yes. put on your... Wrinkle in Time um, is my religion now. Yeah, dang it. Madeline um, Lingle was Episcopalian, so... Okay. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she was Episcopalian. Let me look it up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so as I... I don't know if you know this about me and Rhonda, but we love A Wrinkle in Time. Love it. I grew up with the book. It was one of the it was one of the first reading experiences where I was like, oh, this is so good. You know, uh-huh. when you're reading yeah. as a kid and you're like, I can't stop it's one of your first this like I so can't deep. stop turning the pages. Uh-huh. Um and I as I was watching The Good Place I noticed a lot of similarities between the rules of the good place slash the bad place and um, the world of A Wrinkle in Time. And I thought that was really interesting to take a look at. So just in case you haven't read it, A Wrinkle in Time was written by Madeline Lengel um, and is an adventure across time and space and the universe 
it deals with issues of good versus evil in kind of the same way um, that The Good Place does. Kind of, but not that's not the major similarities that I see. But it, the question is there. Um, you follow Meg Murray, her brother Charles Wallace, and their friend Calvin, um, who have to save her father, who's a scientist. And um, her father has discovered a new planet um, that's super dangerous and has taken him captive. And he ha- they have to travel through the universe um, in order to go and find him. And the way that the universe is written about reminded me a whole lot of yeah. what we see in Wrinkle in Time. So, or not... That's what I'm talking about. It reminds me a whole lot of what we see in The Good Place. So I broke my findings into four um, sections. I love it. So Yes. Jenny Nicholson would be so proud. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Numbered list. (laughs) Yeah. So the first, and this is a, this is something we talk about all the time on, on Pop DNA, but the all-knowing entity as a guide. Um, mm-hmm. So we have Janet, um, who we talked about in our previous episode. We have Michael, who works as an architect to design the good, what we think is the good place, but mm-hmm. actually the bad place. Um, but the point here is that they know, Janet and Michael know and are capable of almost any everything yeah um if not everything janet knows all details can manifest anything and uses that information to help the group as does michael and they kind of play with space and time within that um Mm -hmm. and that reminded me a whole lot of my three favorite characters from a wrinkle in time mrs who mrs witch and mrs what's it Mm -hmm. and they similarly are the guides through the universe. They help the children get through the atmosphere, get through, um, they have, they are boundless, um, in their knowledge. They know everything. Um, Miss Who communicates only in quotes, which is the best thing mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. And it's um, Mindy Kaling in the movie. The best part in that movie was Mindy yeah, Kaling. For oh my sure. goodness. Yeah, and it was also similar to me, yeah, that boundless knowledge um, that's presented with those characters as they help the three children was very much how uh, Michael and Janet, and even kind of the judge as she Mm, makes her ruling, and even a little bit the accountants as well. Anyone who knows how to operate (laughs) the universe. Right. Um. And kind of just this thought process of thinking of the space in the universe as something with um, with these rules that feel a little bit more like things we see on Earth. You know, this like making the making the properties of the universe into an accountant's office, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, in a wrinkle in time the dangerous planet becomes as a really creepy suburb. Um, so kind mm. of using like our knowledge. Like kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So using these very like everyday um, kind of twilight zoney experiences to think about what would happen in the universe as, as if like a NASA space um, astronaut could land and visit a suburb, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, the second part is that technology is the evil or is um, can be used for evil within the universe. So in a wrinkle in time, all of the evil is created from this thing called IT, which is a gigantic mm -hmm. brain. It. Um, and I think we see similar um, usages of technology uh, as evil in The Good Place. We see like noted the the accountant although in that circumstance the computer was an out of date really old looking computer mm -hmm. that was awful but it's still using technology as a grounding force for evil which i thought was really interesting but the most important is this idea of um being able to visit the void mm. so in the good place um or even just thinking of a the idea of lack of gravity slash antimatter as mm -hmm. a location in itself so mm -hmm. in the good place they they enter janet's void um and yes. there is nothing it's well they they enter all of the janet's voids in order um but even that idea of like having to go from one void to the next to the next is very mm -hmm. wrinkle in time um oh yeah when we Sort of like when we enter um, Janet's, um, the many Janets in their many voids, they are, um, they all have different rules to them in the same way mm -hmm. that you go from planet to planet and circumstance to circumstance in Wrinkle in Time. There's also like just this idea of a blank space and it's just, there are no rules, but within that, that's the rule. And in A Wrinkle in Time, they visit a place which I I looked it up and I could not think of what this space was called. Um, oh. I couldn't find it. The two-dimensional planet? Is that what you Yeah, the two-dimensional yeah. planet, which as a reader who was very young terrified me. Um, yeah, but it's that, me too. It oh my so goodness. Scary. But it's that same idea of um, you can visit somewhere and all the in the universe and all of a sudden it's 2D. That plays with space and time and right. matter in the same way that the good place does. And then um, there's also kind of like the idea of the concept of wrinkling. Like you're kind of right. traveling through a void to get from one place to another. Right. And then also like within, so when they find um, Meg's dad and he's in that like column thing. He, yeah. Right? He's in like a column and she like goes into it and it's just like, an, it's like nothing. It's just. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, uh, but also like, uh, I'm thinking of like when, um, the, like the way that the book describes when they're wrinkling or when they're tessering is like um it says something like the corporeal meg ceased to exist which is like right that's a void <laughs> yeah that's like janet's void yeah totally 
this is all just to say go read Wrinkle in Time because it's it. really good. Oh, um, I will reread it. <laughs> but I did have you read just... the other? Did you have? Did you read the other books in that series? I never did. I have them on my shelf though. Oh, I really yeah, want to. Should read them. I reread A Swiftly Tilting Planet every Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love that. I <laughs> yeah. Um, just that one. I just thought it was interesting how this idea of like finding these other locations within the universe um, that have different rules that we can visit as humans that um, turn us 2D or turn us, allow us to enter a void or you find an accountant's office within mm-hmm. the universe or even a judge's chamber. Yeah. Um, or a suburb. I think there's a there's a connection there, but I also just really wanted to talk about the wrinkle in time. So well, yeah. So thank you. <laughs> I love wrinkle in time. Ah, <laughs> uh, such a formative book for me. Me too. <sighs> yeah. Oh, and I I looked it up. Um, Langle was Episcopalian. So okay, that's right about yeah. that. Yeah. I don't want to uh, stop talking about the good place, Rhonda. I'm not ready. It's so good. I'm not ready. But we have to go in we have to go through the door now. Oh wait, we forgot to talk about our quiz. Oh the quiz. We took a quiz. As Who were you? Always, Who we are you? took the which the good place character are you from BuzzFeed will link it. And I don't agree with this at all, because we mm. all know I'm cheaty. But I got Michael. You know, I kind of see Michael, though, for you. Really? Kind of. Like, I see... Maybe I'm just bored with his character a little know. bit. I don't know. I can't... Like, how he just gets, like, so delighted about things. <laughs> like... Okay. I don't know. No, I get that. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you get? Um, I got Tahani. <laughs> I love like, that. I don't know... I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I love her as a character, but I don't know like how flattering that is for me. <laughs> no, she's very loving and she's hardworking and she turns uh-huh. into an architect at the end of all of this. And you're That's loving true. and hardworking. Yeah. yeah. I do love her, The how her story ends. Yeah. That's, that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Me too. I Ooh, I was shocked by that. Character. <gasps> oh, it's so hard. Oh no. I think mine is Doug Forsett. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like he got, he got like 94% of it, right or something. <laughs> right. Okay. He guessed 94% of how the afterlife works. Okay, if I'm defining favorite character, I'm going to say it's I'm defining that as my favorite actor to watch in this show. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. And um, I'm going to go... A, oh, gosh. But now it's hard. I'm going to go Darcy Carden. Yeah. I'm going to go Janet. Yeah. Although um, Adam Scott is really fun to watch He's in this so show, funny. too. He's like the anti-Ben Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. That oh gosh, that's too. another Vicky. Place. Vicky is so much fun too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's tough to choose just one. And Jason and is just so delightful as I well. I know. He's so pure, but like completely misguided in his. Yeah. In his and job. like the way that Manny just seemed to um, commits to a bit. Like he's yes, so absolutely. funny. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's so great. And then I also, in a very different way, I think that Kristen Bell grounds the character beautifully. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah, that's something she, that that they talk they talked about on the um, the first episode of the podcast. Oh, um, where Michael Shore's talking about how you know, like he um, he specifically wanted Kristen Bell for the role because he knew that like. Um, Eleanor is a character that it would be it would be very easy for the audience to not like her at all yeah and to like not root for her so he knew that he needed an actor who would make you want to root for Eleanor yeah and, and yeah I think Kristen Bell is she has that like kind of like that charm that yeah just makes you want her to succeed (laughs) yeah yeah it's perfect she's funny she yeah i really like her a whole lot yeah me too we stalled long enough (laughs) janet just introduced the shrimp um soda vending machine oh (laughs) oh my gosh Oh, that's so funny. I listened to um, and uh, when uh, Kristen Bell was on the podcast and she talked about, so she's a vegetarian. And oh. so like the, the shrimp that they gave her was actually, um, there were like a couple different ones. So like one of them I think was um, cauliflower, it was like cauliflower shrimp. Oh, and wow. then like, I think, did they give her tofu at one point? I don't know. But yeah, so like they had to like make like something that wasn't meat look like shrimp (laughs) for her shrimp machine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Thanks, friends. That's, that's, that's it. It's time now. It's time. To say goodbye. But I'm really excited for... Our summer, yeah, our summer, uh, series. What are we doing for the summer? We're doing yeah. a little bit different. We're mm-hmm. doing a summer theater program. Woo-hoo. So yeah, sign up, campers. We're sign all up, going to perform. <laughs> We're going to perform Hamilton Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Can you imagine? I'm still trying to stomach that there's a rent junior, but okay. Oh what? There's a rent yeah. junior? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. It gets done all the time. Uh-huh. They must have to like completely change like It's two and, like, minutes all long. All the drug use. <laughs> they literally just sing seasons of love and then it's over. And that's it. <laughs> Like my high school graduation. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. 
summer theater program. Woo! Yay! We're going to talk about some plays. Each month we'll do two of them. Yeah. So there's only going to be an episode every other week in the summer. Yeah. But it'll it'll be good. It'll be fun. We're pretty excited. Um yeah, and the first the first one is going to be uh the first Saturday in June is when that will come out, which is June 5th. Which is not as far away as I feel as though it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's only like just a little over a month away. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my goodness. My God. Well, at this point, when you're listening to this, it's next week. So, yeah. <laughs> so join us for that. It'll be really, really fun. We might have some guests. Um, yeah. We posted about it on our Instagrams and our Instagrams sound like I'm like 85 years old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we posted about it on our social media. So if you go to that post, you can see. Um, a list of all the plays that we'll be talking about. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be a really good time. Anything else before we say goodbye? Just please, please take care of each other, please. And think about the trolley problem. Yes. Also think about how Shauna Malway Tweet shows up at the good place, which blows me away. Wait, she does? Yeah. Is it Shauna Malway Tweep? No. Or is it just the the actor? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. I'll have to. Okay. I freaked out. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Shauna Malway Tweep is my favorite Parks and Rec character. (laughs) Or she'll be, or he'll be really progressive and change his name to Ben Wyatt. Ben Wyatt Malway Tweep. That's my favorite episode of Parks is oh, the end of the world. Oh, it's so good. It makes me cry every time. Same, same, same. Okay, well, that's enough. Thanks, friends. We, okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>